With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome. It's our number one, our number one of our radio program. It's all about the Super Bowl. So does this win say more about the Rams or the Bengals as L.A. is on top of the football world? And who can strut around like a glorious peacock with tail feathers up in the air everywhere? Well, that, of course, would be Matthew Stafford, who just had a Joe Montana, Tom Brady-like playoff run. I'll explain what that is all about right now. Here it is, our number one is the Rams, our champions of football. Say it with me now. You can ram it all day. You can ram it all night. You can ram it as champions of the National Football League proving you can trade all of your draft picks and win the Super Bowl. Welcome in the beginning of another edition, another week of the Ben Mather Show. We are in the air everywhere as we 
slip under the radar, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond, on the vast and mighty powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the whale. How do you eat a whale? One bite at a time. The Fox Sports Radio studios at a secret location somewhere in the Northwoods. Now, when you listen to sports talk radio, sometimes you'll listen. You're like, I wonder what the the bozo on the radio is going to talk about. But this is not one of those times. You don't need to worry about what the bozo on the radio is going to talk about. Our lead this hour and every hour on the hour coming from Super Bowl 56 Al Michaels calling his final game on NBC. They're kicking him out. He's too old for NBC. They got to slide over Mike Tirico because that's just what we want. Uh, Chris Collinsworth there. He was doing his normal cheerleading for the Ben Gals. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati versus Matthew Stafford and L.A. For all the marbles, the Lombardi on the line in the hood in Inglewood, a five billion dollar palace of pigskin put together just for events like this. It's kind of a big deal in these parts. They even put a man-made lake out in front of the stadium. So I don't know if you watched the game. I would assume that if you're listening to a sports talk radio show a few hours after the game that you probably did watch the game. The chances are pretty good as the partay continues around Los Angeles. But there is no guarantee. So Matthew Stafford. Finding Cooper Cup in the end zone with a buck 25 left on the clock. And it turned out to be the game-winning touchdown. The Rams storming back in the fourth quarter yet again to edge the Bengals 23-20. Take home the first Los Angeles Super Bowl win. We don't count that one in St. Louis. In fact, it's almost like the Rams never went to St. Louis the way the St. Louis Rams were never talked about over the last week or so, but the Bengals had the opportunity. They had the ball back at midfield, and it was a fourth down and one play for Cincinnati. Rather than run the ball with limited time left, they decided to throw the ball. Aaron Donald, monster mashing, sacking. Down goes Burrow. Down goes Burrow. And that's it. The turnover on downs to end the game, and the Rams behind Cooper Cup win the Super Bowl Cup, named the MVP, with some controversy, might I add, as the MVP. More on that later. But let us discuss the question. Does this win say more about the Rams or the Bengals? So the answer here is the Rams. So I've got Virtuoso, Hockey Mascot, and Godfather. And we will tie all of these things together into a wonderful-looking package. Now, A, for all of the talk about the Rams buying their way to a Super Bowl, they not only talk the talk, they walk the walk. All right? So I know haters are going to hate and all that. We know how that works. But they made more plays than this upstart Cincinnati team, and the Rams clearly deserving to take the title. Now, who can strut around like a glorious peacock with the tail feathers up for the world to see? Well, that would be the much maligned Matthew Stafford, who had been tarred and feathered prior to the season. He's a bum! You told me he's a bum! I remember when the the trade went down, and we were in here yapping in the Magic Radio box, and I, I was under siege from people telling me, oh, he's a loser. He's, a, he's no good. Many geniuses in the media, not just the dumb people that call the show, many geniuses in the media 
convinced that he was contaminated, Matthew Stafford. Would never win anything because he had ties to Detroit football. The Detroit football team. Stafford had been infected with lionitis. And when you have lionitis, you can't escape lionitis. It's a fatal disease. Well, apparently he found the antidote in glorious fashion in front of millions and millions of people on the big stage killing the demons of football seasons gone past. He had never won a playoff game before. And it, it is, it's not that surprising to me because we thought this was going to happen. We're happy that it happened and all of that. But it is wild how many times people, people who think of themselves as smart people, get suckered into this. I heard the same bull crap about the buddy of Stafford, Clayton Kershaw, a few years back with the Dodgers. He's a choke artist. He'll never win anything. He's a loser. And, uh, you know, it shows you the low-information fan, the low-information fan that just doesn't understand. Uh, And, of course, Kershaw won a World Series, hardest World Series of all time, 2020. Most teams ever in the playoffs uh, with all the adversity, the Dodgers winning it uh, with Kershaw as one of the central figures in that playoff one. Here the Rams are. And you had to, to go through the gauntlet to get here. And Stafford, though, with the virtuoso, performance, stapling and securing his place as a legitimate big-time playoff performer, a 15-play, 79-yard game-winning drive, a la Joe Montana or Tom Brady. He threw a couple of interceptions. One of them was was a, not his fault at all. It was off the receiver. You're an NFL receiver. It goes through your hands. You catch the pass. That's a bad job by the receiver on that play. But it, it, it didn't cost – the Rams, the, the interceptions did not. The Bengals punted after the first interception in the end zone. And then the second interception, Cincinnati only got three points. So no harm, no foul. Uh, the defense for the Rams picking up the slack. But it's really a bummer for the Trolls. And I was hoping you'd get your chance to, to crawl out and do a little victory lap. But unfortunately, not your year, Trolls. Not your year. You told me, watch out for Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. I remember, oh, Rams have to play the Monday night game. Kyler Murray's so good. You were licking your chops, you Trolls, about that. And then, well, the Rams blew out the Cardinals. But you said, you know what? Tom Brady's the GOAT. And he's at home, and he's going to work his match. There's no way Matthew Stafford can beat Tom Brady. Ben, you're a loser. That's why you're doing overnights, you told me. Okay? Well, the Rams won that game. But wait, no, no, no. Jimmy G and the 49ers are the Rams' daddies. Sean McVay can't do anything with the Niners. You told me that. You promised me that the Rams are going to lose to the Niners. And it was it was San Francisco overtaking L.A., the 49er fans, hostile takeover. I was there. I saw it. All the red 49er jerseys, all the Niner hats. They were strutting around before the game, the Niner fans. It was just a foregone conclusion. They were going to win the game. And then in the fourth quarter, up by 10, <coughs> Yeah. Uh, how about Joe Burrow? No, it's Joe Burrow's time, Ben. It's not the Rams. It's Joe Burrow. He's the next big thing. He, Joe Burrow's the next big thing. He's the star. He's the, he's the, the new face of the NFL. Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. Every step of the way, the trolls told me. You know what? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The Rams, every step, cut them off at the pass. And now... Now the trolls, like the cockroaches they are, exposed to light, 
You know when a cockroach sees the light, when they're proven wrong, the troll, they run and hide in any cracks and crevices to avoid being called out. But ha-ha! In your face! All right, now part B of this. The Rams didn't monster mash their way with blowout wins, which makes it more agonizing for the haters. They did it the harder way. It was a rocky road, nail-biting and skin-picking performances here. And the Rams, in this Super Bowl, had every ready-made excuse. They didn't end up having to use any of them as the fall guy. No scapegoats required when you win the game. And that makes this like a, like a hockey mascot, the epitome of gritty. This particular Ram team, gritty the mascot of the Flyers there. The Rams lost the dynamic Odell Beckham Jr. And we told you, this guy would have been the MVP of the Super Bowl had he not had a non-contact knee injury. Early in the game, after scoring a touchdown, and you, you tack that on to the already weakened offense, started the game without their top tight end, Tyler Higbee, didn't play in the game, played without their backup tight end, didn't have Odell Beckham. The Rams had zero running game. And when I say zero running game, they're the first team in Super Bowl history to do as poorly as you can do at the run and still win the game. They ran the ball 23 times the Rams. For 43 yards, they averaged 1.9 yards and a cloud of dust. And the Bengals with Joe Burrow on the other side. Oh, big bad Joe Burrow. But in the end, it was Stafford to Cooper Cup in the clutch. And they stand on top of the mountain. Now, the last word here. So much to the dismay of many, we can now put Matthew Stafford in the captain clutch category of the postseason, and you can put him alongside the names of Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Matthew Stafford and the Rams, the personification, the Rams, of performing under the immense pressure, the pressure cooker of the postseason. They didn't need the Heimlich maneuver, not one time. There was no swan dive here for the Rams, and this has been a high-wire act without a safety net most of the postseason. We mentioned they had the laugher against the little guy, Alligator Arms Murray in the Cardinals. But ever since then, it was a white-knuckle, buckle-your-seatbelt, roller coaster of a ride all the way through the rest of the way. And L.A. now, the L.A. Rams of this year, the first team in NFL history to win three games by three points or fewer in a single postseason. Tom Brady didn't do it. Joe Montana didn't do it. Terry Bradshaw didn't do it. Any of the legends of the NFL. It's Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Beat the Bucks, 49ers, and Bengals by three or fewer points. And that 15-play drive orchestrated by Matthew Stafford, the longest go-ahead drive, most plays required in the fourth quarter in Super Bowl history. We just witnessed greatness. We just witnessed the modern Montana, the modern Brady here. Now that those guys are both retired. And as they say in The Godfather, bada bing, bada boom. Get out the confetti and the balloons, Grandma. It's parade time in La La Land. I understand the natives are already celebrating with some unfortunate civil unrest there. So act like you've been there before. I know the L.A. has never, the L.A. Rams have never been there before. Anyway, here is a Sean McVay on the end of the game, and what an ending it was. The defense stepping up there, and Aaron Donald on a fourth and one, making the play so the Bengals turn it over on downs. McVay was slightly happy with that. 
I promise you guys, you know, I was mic'd up so you guys can you guys can hear. When it was the fourth down and you could see they got into the shotgun and they were probably not going to run the football, I said Aaron's going to close the game out right here, and he is the effing man. Effing. Oh, he's the fun man. No? Effing? I wonder what that means. Well, one of the great meetings in NFL history happened in Cabo. That is where the alleged meet and greet, the chance meeting of Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford at a resort in Cabo. And Stafford made his pitch, his elevator pitch to go to the Rams. Get me the F out of Detroit. McVay said, okay, over some nice cocktails there. And the rest is history. And McVay, well, he's smiling like a Cheshire cat, uh, talking about the belief he had in his quarterback. Yeah, a lot of trust in him. Uh, you wanted to put the game in, you know, one of your best players' hands, you, you know, the guy that you feel like has led you to where, uh, you know, for us to be able to get into this position, Jordan, uh, give the Bengals credit. They did a great job. We didn't run the ball very well. Um, you know, not a lot of good situations I put our guys in, but when you had had enough representative examples, you're saying, let's not bang our head against the wall again. Yeah, well, you can now bang your head against the wall because you've won the Super Bowl. All right, one more. The MVP of the Super Bowl is Cooper Cup. He was not highly decorated coming out of college. He didn't play at Alabama or some big, bad SEC school. He went to a rather small school in the Pacific Northwest, and here he is standing atop all the other big-name receivers in the NFL as the MVP, and he apparently back in the day, he saw this coming. In 2019, we walked off the field that last, uh, that last time after losing to the Patriots. I wasn't able to be a part of that thing. But I don't know what it was. There's just this vision that God revealed to me that we were going to come back. We were going to be a part of a Super Bowl. We were going to win it. And, uh, and somehow, somehow, I was going to walk off the field as the MVP of the game. Well, there you go. It was preordained. See that? God likes the Rams more than the Bengals. Cooper Cup just admitted it. He just told you right there. The, uh, the big fella upstairs there, a Ram fan. Who knew? All right, uh, it is the Ben Maller Show, and so a lot of Super Bowl conversation. There's a busy, busy time in the NFL. But in addition to all of that, a Maller mystery has been solved. It's a small world after all. Uh, Several of you have asked about a certain person related to this show. What happened to this person? Well, I have solved the riddle. I solved it over the weekend. I will explain what that is all about. We'll take your calls and feel free. Uh, We have the troll line open if you would like to go into the confessional and you have the opportunity to do that into the Maller confessional and admit your past sins of not believing in Matthew Stafford and the Rams. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. You can join the festivities so we will solve the Maller mystery and cashing in your chips, cashing in your chips. We'll get to all that, and we will do it next. Fly, Maller, fly, on the airwaves everywhere. Fight, Roberto, fight. Cook a sound bite, one, two, three. Eddie Lowe, Cooper High, as we hear the militia cry. Fly, Maller, fly. Bloviating and hornswoggled. M-A-L-L-E-R. Maller. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Pay attention, Maller Militia. The Ben Maller Show needs your help. Join the Audio Commonwealth and follow us on Twitter, specifically your host. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. <laughs> and now live from the Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, my condolences, Eddie. I know you were one of the Steeler fans pulling for the Bengals, and I'm sorry. Didn't work out for you. I squad. just wondered what was good for the show. Yeah. But well, uh, that didn't I happen. think we saw the result. That was a glorious Maller monologue. No. Nailed it. That was not, Absolutely not, that was not entertaining in any way. It was wonderful. An angry Ben on the verge of tears would have been so entertaining. I believe me putting the trolls in place. No, that's not. As they scurry about. Not entertaining at all. Very upset. Very boring. Yeah. Disagree strongly on that. Koopa well, Loop loved it. He, he really enjoyed my breakdown of how Matthew Stafford is Joe Montana-like. No, he agrees with, with me. his playoff run. So does Roberto. We're all we're all in lockstep on this. Would have been a much better show yeah. if the Rams would have lost. The agony of Eddie Coop, Roberto. No, it's not and agony. Some, some of the veterans. We just in want the what's best Richard. for the show. We're team players. Yeah, uh, seeing exactly. the, the the pain of of the people that would have been trolling me is wonderful. Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan, for example. Says oh, zero out of ten on the Maller monologue. This is awful radio. He says it would have been much more entertaining had the Bengals won the game. See? Strong disagreement. See, uh, he says the riots in downtown L.A. are more entertaining than the gloat fest. Uh, no, is that really Ram fans rioting, or is those are those opportunists that are uh, taking advantage of any reason to to uh, push cars over and burn things down? Mister Nice Guy by, writes. By the way, in, it is yes? amazing the number of fireworks that are in this city. I mean, I, 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 my yeah, God. I, I agree. <laughs> At any moment, waiting, you, yeah, they're just waiting for any opportunity to just light up the sky. And uh, any chance to yep. make it like the Fourth of July? Yes. <laughs> it's it sounds like Fallujah it after does. the Super Bowl. It's uh, it's uh, un, unreal here. And uh, yeah, is that Fourth of July is the best? Are those we still should invest in fireworks? <laughs> Why didn't uh, they go to Mexico? We, to I know. Them, I was right? say, TJ, can, can we invest yeah. in Mexican fireworks? I don't know. I don't know if you make a lot of money on that, but somebody's uh, cashing in on those. James the Machinist Machinist writes in says, A++++ on the Maller monologue. Stafford orchestrating the late comeback was the definition of clutch. Yes, it was, James the Machinist. I can't believe that late in the game, the Bengals gave back the momentum. That's right. The Bengals had all the momentum. If I had told you the Bengals would have the lead, fourth quarter, and the Rams would need a Matthew Stafford Super Bowl drive of 15 plays to take the lead, but then the Bengals were going to get the ball back with Joe Burr. You'd say the Rams are going to lose. The Rams are going to lose that game. Mr. Nice Guy's very upset in the Bay Area. He says there's no reason to listen to the show anymore. All this positivity is nauseating, he says. Well, I've always been Benny Brightside. 
It has just been hidden. But this is the era of Maller. We are in the golden era of my sports teams. I wish this would have happened when I was a kid because they all sucked when I was a kid. But now, here we are. Glory, glory, hallelujah. The last three years, Dodgers, hardest postseason run in history. Most teams ever in the Major League Baseball postseason. All the adversity of the pandemic. Dodgers win the World Series. Greatest championship in baseball history. Then, the Clippers get to the Final Four in 2021. Nobody ever thought they would make the Final Four. Embarrassing. embarrassing embarrassing yourself. An amazing accomplishment. And now, taking taking (laughs) Lions trash. Lion trash and Matthew Stafford and putting body spray and cologne on Stafford, putting a good-looking helmet on him. Rock hard. Actually, the, the Lions have a good-looking helmet, but the Rams helmet's not bad either. And, and having the Stafford lead the Rams to the Super Bowl, this is the era of my sports teams. Rob in Vegas says, congratulations, Benjamin. The Dodgers win the World Series. The Clippers made the Final Four now. Stafford's Rams win the Super Bowl. Strut around, your big old peacock. The real Matty Ice got it done. Who's got it better than Moneyball Maller? Nobody. See, right there, Rob in Vegas. That's a, you know what, Rob? You get a golden ticket. I'm giving Rob a golden ticket. There you go. Congratulations. You get a golden ticket. Uh, your sports source writes in. He says, uh, dance on the graves. Enjoy as a fan. You don't know when it'll happen again. You're right. This might never happen again in my life. This might be it right here. Call out all the trolls. And the media bums and the, and and the, that trash the Rams all season because you can ram it all day, you can ram it all night. He points out, uh, Snake from Albany, New York says, "I am a Rams fan too, but I admit I wasn't sold on Stafford when the Rams traded for him. Happy to eat a little crow over that doubt while celebrating." A big victory, he says. Somebody who is also celebrating is Odell Beckham, cashing in his chips. Beckham signed with the Rams. He got a $500,000 signing bonus. Beckham got a salary of $750,000. He gets a $500,000 bonus because the Rams won the wild card game or the Cardinals. $750,000 bonus because of the divisional win over Tom Brady and the Bucks. $750,000 bonus because the Rams beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship game, and an extra $1 million for the Rams' Super Bowl win. And, boy, that is the greatest dad move of all time. Odell Beckham's father, father of the year in sports. Is there a better father than Odell Beckham who went rogue and Odell turned his father into a neutron bomb to get him out of Cleveland? So, like, Odell Beckham winning the Super Bowl. And people say, well, he got hurt. And, but the Rams would have blown out the Bengals. Anybody knows football knows the Rams would have blown out the Bengals had Beckham not gotten hurt. It's a close game. They had to come back and win it. But Beckham, with that early touchdown, he was awesome. And it was just great. And you, wouldn't you like to be a fly on the wall where Baker Mayfield is and to see what Baker uh, was going through as the, the Rams win the championship. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. 
Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you see it was, uh, it was quite the day for Rams wide receiver Van Jefferson. Uh, he is a Super Bowl champion. And also a father. He, his wife went into labor. His wife, Sam, uh, Samaria, went into labor during the Super Bowl. As soon as the game ended, he uh, rushed off the field and was was taken to the hospital to join his wife. And they have a well, how do you, a wait a minute? Baby. The, the traffic around SoFi Stadium. Did he have a police escort to get to the I'm, hospital? I'm guessing he did. I don't okay. know that for a fact, right. but I'm going to guess he did. Because there's no way, Eddie. That kid will be seven years old by the time yeah. he gets to the hospital with that traffic around that stadium. So uh, they have not decided on a name yet for Ooh. their new young son. How about uh, Lombardi? Lombardi, maybe Cooper? Yeah, I like Lombardi. Lombardi Jefferson? Lombardi Jefferson. It's hmm. a good name. Well, I mean, it would. I guess it would fit. Call him Lom. I'm sorry? Well, I mean, Lombardi's the long name, and then Lom. Oh, that you know, makes my, like my name's Benjamin, but everyone calls me Ben. Oh, that's even your worse. name is Edmund, but people call you Ed. Yeah, well, or Eddie. Eddie or Eddie, yeah, right. mostly yeah. Eddie. Yeah. Nobody calls you Ed. A few people. What I, about in school? Did they call you Ed? No, never in school. No, it was Edmundo. That was my dad. Yeah. yeah. They called me Benji, and I hated it yeah, when what? I was in school. There was a dog named Benji. I yes, that's why they called me Benji. Yeah. They thought Benji I was the a dog. dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that, Eddie. I was annoyed by it. I kind of like it. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah. All right. You done? Yeah, I'm done. All right. Uh, it is the Ben Maller Show as we press on. So the Maller mystery solved. This is very exciting here. It's a small world after all. It's a small, small world. So last week, at the end of the week, uh, the company threw me a bone. Uh, they let me go down to Radio Row. First time ever I've been to Radio Row. I had a great time. Me and Danny G were down there wandering around, and it was Tremendous. But even before I got there, schmoozing with my radio brethren from radio stations all over the country, hanging out. I saw our old friend Pharrell, caught up with him for a little bit, several uh, several other people I hadn't seen. Who does he in work years. for now? Uh he does well, he does a syndicated show for a competing network. Oh, is a smaller X- network. XM uh, satellite thing? I don't know if it's on XM or not, but Pharrell was great. He said that he doesn't recognize anybody at our place anymore because he hadn't worked there in you know how long he's been gone, Eddie? My God. I mean, he wasn't here for that long. No, he was only here for uh, like, a, like a year. He's maybe. one of those tumbleweeds. He kind of blows yeah. here and there. Yeah, he's got a lot Who? of, he's a journeyman. You know, Pharrell, veteran. Pharrell, man, 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 man. Never heard great, of him. I love Pharrell. Pharrell was very nice and it was great catching up Big with him. He's, he's been on radio forever and uh, done it all and all that. So it was great seeing him. And I saw a bunch of the guys at the Sports Hub, our, our home in Boston. I was hanging out with some of those guys for briefly, briefly. Uh, big Jim Murray there from uh, Felger and Maz. And Maz a little bit. So I saw them and 
I don't need to name drop. But this is not about that, Eddie. So I'm walking to the L.A. Convention Center on Friday. I had to park a million miles away to try to save a couple of bucks. Oh, Parking was insane. Ass? My God. Parking. I still paid a lot, Eddie, but I paid a little bit less than everyone else. So I'm sashaying my way through the city, and I walk by Crypto Arena, I think yeah. it's called now. Yeah. What a, they, they, If you're going to change the name of the arena, the rule is you should get those signs made before you change the name. Well, they claim it's pandemic-related. I don't know yeah, if that's bull true. Yeah, bullcrap. Anyway. So I walk past uh, Crypto Arena, where the Clippers and Lakers and Kings play, and I'm walking there, and I'm like, there's people, like, the God Squad was out, Eddie. Oh, I, yeah, I was there on Saturday, so I heard them full. Yeah, full they, I, I, I must repent, Eddie. Or, I know. Uh, it's all over for I me. know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, man, so they, they, they uh, get the loudest bullhorns, too. I don't know where they get that. I guess God gives them to them, but, man, they're loud. <laughs> yeah, and I noticed like there were people recording with their phones, and then from the God Squad, and then other people were recording as they were walking by. So it was like everyone was recording everything, documenting it. So I walked by, and up ahead, I see a familiar face, a face that had been missing. Who was it, Eddie? Who? None other than Helmet Man! Whoa! Helmet Man! I found Helmet Man, oh Eddie! I found Helmet Man! <laughs> He's alive, Eddie! He's alive! Unbelievable! What it, it was a serendipitous moment. Did if he I, recognize you? Did he yes! Like- yes! And as you predicted, Eddie, he acted like <laughs> nothing had ever happened. That nothing had changed at all. That everything was the same. He hasn't called the show since the pandemic started. We thought he was dead. Uh, you we thought he'd move back to, back east. Yeah, yeah. I thought he'd move back to Baltimore with his mom's back there, his family's back there. So I thought he moved back, but but no. What's uh, he the was, story? So I caught up with him. He he said good news. He had moved. No, he said no more roaches. Because last <laughs> last time yeah. he called the show, he was yeah. being attacked by roaches. There was an infestation of roaches. Yeah. Uh, he says he lives in Inglewood now, down oh, near SoFi Stadium. Yeah. And I think there's an issue with his radio. That he doesn't, oh, the radio's not let's, working. Let's, let's work together and get him a radio. They're All not right, that well, expensive. Come on. Exactly. We can buy him a, a radio. <laughs> I love it. So, but I did get his number, Eddie. He said he was ah. going to try to call the show, but I did get a contact, oh, a, awesome a, a number. So he, uh, he said he, he misses every. He asked how you were doing, asked how the guys were doing. What, now, was Th- he then selling? Then he's like, who hosts the show on Friday night? You know, and he's like, he's going <laughs> was he I, selling? Not, was he selling merchandise? Oh, like yes. Third hand oh, uh, old jerseys and oh, stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. I took some photos. I'm going to put them on. Oh, uh, good. I'll put them on social uh, media later on. Was he on wearing Monday, a helmet? He was not, oh. but he did have a helmet in his hand, Eddie. <laughs> when I see he was holding an NFL helmet <laughs> with an NFL shield on it. But it was like he bought it at some pawn shop, and it had, like, faded autographs on it. It was not in good shape. I'm actually but, on the live air. Yes, you're on. The, yeah, you, <laughs> I love Helmet Man. He's one of the great characters on the show. I was so happy. And it was just wonderful, Eddie, that he, just like you predicted, just acted like nothing had changed at all. Like, you know, time had just not you know, just stopped still, and, and we're just a couple old pals. I've known this guy for, like, 20-something years because I met him on – Outside uh, Staples Center when it first opened, selling crap, and uh, and and so he c- started calling the show, and I was doing local radio back back in the day, and here he is, and so anyway, it was, it was great to see him. You know, it's when you see somebody, and you think they might not be around anymore. You're like, this is great. especially with all you know, we lost beer drinking Brian on the show uh, about a you know week two weeks ago now, I guess, but uh, yeah, so it was great. It was great, and he's going to start calling the show and we need to we will find a way to get him a radio it doesn't cost that much and he will be able to listen and 
he's still selling stuff and he he's giving me the whole pitch. You know anybody that wants to buy this? He's pulling out he's pulling out jerseys, he's got Bengals jerseys in his bag and all this stuff and it was uh, it was just wonderful. It was just great. So he's a helmet man is alive and well and will be back. He might even call in tonight. I don't know. But it's going to be a tough show to get in uh, tonight. Very popular uh, show. Let's go to Duke, who's in uh, Southern California. And Duke wants to talk about the Super Bowl. What's going on, Duke? Hey, Ben. What's happening? Hey, um, <clears throat> you know, I-, I give you credit because I, too, am a uh, longtime Southern California resident. And I can't stand the Lakers. Uh, so I'm right with you on the Clipper wagon. But, man, did you hook up with Jay-Z and Dr. Dre and just smoke some crack or something at that game? Because you, there's no way Matt Stafford, you could compare him to Montana or Tom Brady. Well, why, well, well, hold on a second. Come down. Come yeah. down. I know because you made your mind up Stafford's a bum, but right. in the clutch, the, the Rams in this postseason, this was better than anything Montana did. Okay. This was better than anything that Tom Brady did. So. What? It, tell me why it wasn't when I get when I have the okay. numbers right in front of me, right okay. in front of me, under the pressure cooker. The Rams are the first you. team in NFL history to win three games by three points or fewer in a single you? postseason. The greatest. Let this man talk. I'm making that my argument you. first. They heard you talk. Fifteen already. play drive, the longest go ahead so drive in the fourth quarter of Super Bowl history. In games, they don't blow anybody out. They're not that. They're not that dominant of a team. That's, That's exactly. Well, you can make they, that argument about the Niners when Montana had those comeback drives. They should have blown those teams out. That's a flawed argument. This this Ram team it doesn't matter whether you win by one point or fifty points. They call you a winner. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but See, when you're your talking problem, about history, it does. No, it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Ten years from now, no one's going to remember the final score of these games. They're only going to remember the Rams won. That's it. And it took the the refs had to be on the take. Oh, Call stop! It. The Bengals! Listen! Don't start with that crap! Don't start with that crap! Fix was in. Shut your mouth! Ben, Shut your I, mouth! You you do realize that Joe Mon- Joe Montana led the biggest blowout in Super Bowl history, right? Yeah, and also those comeback wins over the Bengals, that game-winning drive against the Bengals. Well, your guy John Elway, the uh, the drive that was in the Super Bowl, but against Cleveland, the drive. Uh, but no, if you it doesn't matter. If you win by one or fifty, the outcome, the goal is to win the game. That is no the goal. Saying they clutch aren't making plays to in the clutch, them to like some all-time great team or something. Well, I'm talking about the perception of Montana and Brady in the clutch. Matthew Stafford had the knock that he couldn't perform in so pressure situations. So he does it in situations. one game, and all of a sudden he's Joe Montana and it's Tom Brady? It's not one game. It's the entire postseason. I would like you to get a, a nice Q-tip and clean your eardrum out. Because the Rams, let me repeat this because I know you're a little slow. The Rams, the first team in history of pro football to win three playoff games by three points or fewer in a single postseason. The Who? greatest clutch run in NFL history, the Rams of this year. Respect the greatness of Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Up against the hard one here. All right, I got to go. Thank you, though. What kind of nonsense trolling is that? All right, we will have the NBA pick. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll just get rid of that. Uh, Here's the Who Am I game. (laughs) With two sacks in Super Bowl 56, Von Miller has tied me for the most career sacks in Super Bowl play since individual sacks became an official statistic in 1982. Again, with two sacks against the Bengals, Vaughn Miller has now tied me for the most career sacks in the Super Bowl since individual sacks became an official 
statistic. Who am I? The answer next. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. For better or worse, the Ben Maller Show is not general issue sports talk. The Maller Militia is all-inclusive, welcoming everyone from the country club to the trailer park. Facebook's a fun zone for all of us. You can chat with other P1s. It's free and easy. Just like our page, go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And here's the Who Am I game with two sacks in Super Bowl 56. Von Miller has tied me for the most career sacks in the Super Bowl. It's been an official stat since 1982. Who am I? Steve, the Stanford guy, says F on the monologue, Ben. The Rams and Dodgers sold their souls to the devil. And like LaCrybaby, they'll never be relevant again. Steve, that's a that's like the worst take of all time. The Rams just won the Super Bowl. You don't sell your cell to the devil if you that you say that when you don't win, you dummy. You big dummy. They won, you moron. You can't make that argument. The Lakers aren't gonna win. You can make that argument about the Lakers, but you can't make that argument about the, about the Rams. They won! They just won! The the body's not even cold for the Bengals. Right, anyway. Uh, let's answer the uh, the Who Am I game uh, question, and uh, who do we have here? Uh, Rudy Rudiger uh, is guessed by Sean in the Valley of the Sun. Uh, David says Tim Crumry is the way to go. Steve Mongo McMichael from Sean in Portland. Bill Romanowski tossed out by Frank in L.A., who's back. Brad got it right, clearly cheating, bad job. By you, he says, I'm so annoyed with you right now that uh, he says his answer is correct. Uh, who else do we have? Uh, Big Lou in the LBC says Michael Bolware is uh, the answer. Uh, page down here. Maller prop guy got it right. Willie McGinnis, guessed by Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Bobby Boucher from Fur Dog as his answer. Uh, Merlin J. Olson uh, from Bourbon Badger. Doogie Hauser, MD, from Far Out Dave. Do you have an answer, Eddie, please? Yes, it's a former member of the Steel Curtain, L.C. Greenwood. Ah, great name, but incorrect. It's also not Darth Vader, guessed by Mark Mann, the Bronco fan, or Cardiac Stanley from Gumby Dave. The correct answer is Charles Haley. Charles Haley, the Hall of Famer, Charles Haley. But Von Miller, check this out, four and a half sacks and two Super Bowls. Charles Haley played in five Super Bowls, and he won all five. All right, let's try to squeeze in the NBA picking because I am a rebel without a cause. I know. All right, uh, with the first pick, Team Maller selects Giannis Adentacumbo. Roberto. Nikola Jokic. All right, Eddie. Uh, DeMar DeRozan. Coop, the back-to-back Coop. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas and uh, I don't know. Hurry up! Uh, Middleton. (laughs) Eddie! Donovan Mitchell. Roberto. Pascal Siakam. DeMontis Sabonis and uh, Nikola Vucevic. Roberto. Rudy Gobert. Eddie. Julius Randle. Coop. Devin George. Uh, I'm going to win again. My team's loaded. (laughs) You made me rush through it. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.